0: Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, Jacob Morris. As always, uh, this is a Wednesday, uh, February fourteenth. I don't even know what fucking day it is. Um, so yeah, that's that's what it is. Um, so we're gonna go into this uh, show. I got a few things to cover. Um, not a ton, you know. We'll get into a few things. Doing the Facebook Live thing again. Obviously, it's a little a little new shit to me. So I keep forgetting to look at the thing, and um, and then I got to talk here. I don't know. It, it's it is what it is. Uh, if you guys got any topics, questions, whatever you want to throw up there, I'll add it to whatever I got to say. Um, first thing, I guess, I'll just get out of the way. The uh, the football thing that I, I want to touch on is um, Reuben Foster. Uh, he was supposed to be the future of our team at linebacker. Obviously, um, you know, the past handful of years, we've had some solid, solid linebackers. We had um, Patrick Willis was the dude. Yeah, I mean, that was that was my dude. Um Following that, Navarro Bowman. When we had that one two punch of Patrick Willis, Navarro Bowman, we should have won the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, came up just short against the Giants, and I think we would have beat the uh the fucking Pats that year just the way the Giants did. But uh again, came up short, um lost the one in the Super Bowl with the Ravens, you know. What can you do? But um following that we got this young kid, Chris Borland. And the dude played his rookie season and then hung it up and that was it. Like he just said fucking head trauma, whatever, scared of concussions and he fucking bailed. That was it. Like he, he was there for like a hot second and then he bounced. That was it. So um and he he had that fire. He had that like field awareness and he was covering the fucking field. I was like, you know, this is this is gonna be our next Patrick Willis, which is not an easy role to fill. So, you know, for him to be that type of guy would would have been huge. Um you know, again, following that, we wound up with um, pretty much nothing. We had the Varro Bowman still. We end up letting go of this guy last season. Um, the guy we bring in is supposed to be the future is Reuben Foster. Reuben Foster had, I guess, some injury stuff going into the season. Um, they were a little worried about him being able to hold up. Uh, he had like a shoulder problem, this and that. Had a couple little injuries during the season, but really started to round out to be that player that we drafted. And, um, you know, I was um, pretty excited for him to be the future as far as our, our linebacker core went. And, uh, you know, we need that guy. We absolutely need that guy, especially shipping, uh, you know, big game Bowman over to uh, Oakland. Who You know, he went over to um, the Raiders and immediately led the team in tackles. I mean, a veteran, I mean, the dude – isn't going to fall off that easy. You know, he's going to play big game football until he's done. So, you know, we'll see what goes on there with him. Unfortunately, he's gone. Um, Reuben Foster was supposed to be our future in this off season. I think it was during the, uh, the national championship game. He fucked up and um, got caught out in Alabama with weed fucking guy. Um, you know, he, <laughs> he's playing football in California where weed is legal. And the motherfucker just decided, yeah, I'm going to go to Alabama and get caught carrying fucking weed. So that was some old dumb shit, right? Well, the fucking ink barely dried on that fucking charge. He didn't even get anything handed down from the league yet. We didn't even get that far. We knew going into this season, Penn, you know, with that charge on the, on the table, he was probably going to miss six games. Because I think he had some other prior shit like draft time some old little, you know, weed shit that he got, you know, warning or whatever they give you. So then, um, following that, like this dude gets this, he's probably going to miss fucking six games. Okay. (laughs) Fast forward to this past week where the fucking guy gets a domestic violence charge and is found with, um, an assault rifle. So... (laughs) Pretty much, we're just going to call it a wrap on Ruben Foster playing football for the NFL, in the NFL. Uh, it just, it's a fucking shame. Absolute fucking shame. I'll never in a million years understand that. But the thing is, you know, I always tell myself and other people, you know, when we get into these discussions about, you know, how, how could you do that? How can, you know, you have this gift. How could you let that all go? But just because you're athletically talented doesn't necessarily mean that you're, you know, intelligent. I mean, intelligence and athletic gifts don't have to go hand in hand. You're going to be an amazing athlete and just absolutely gifted. But um, when it comes to you know being smart enough to keep yourself from ruining your fucking life, that doesn't necessarily go hand in hand. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, that That's kind of where he ended up, you know, just completely fucked himself. Obviously, fucked us a little bit, but it's going to weigh a little bit heavier on his life. Because he's gonna catch, you know, major charge. Maybe he'll get some, you know, lawyered up and be able to get out of it, or, or get, um, um, you know, some something going. But uh, in the same token, I don't know that, um, you know, he just slides on the whole thing and then plays fucking linebacker for the Niners next year. I'm pretty sure he's fucked. So that sucks, you know, that sucks. Um, yeah, I've seen some people posting memes and stuff too, and there is definitely hypoc, you know, hypocritical, um, stuff with that type of thing where, you know, people are kneeling for police brutality and then catching domestic, violence charges. You know, I mean, there's definitely something to be said for that. Um, I'm not going to say across the board, everyone kneeling is beating women, but mm, I'm just saying that as far as individually, your protest definitely doesn't mean shit anymore. If you're the type of dude that's going to be hitting women and shit like that. So, um, uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, cool. Uh, Louis said he loves watching the podcast like this. You know, I like doing it like this because it gives me like the option of like a little chat room type thing. You know what I mean? And, and people to, uh, fucking interact and whatever. I don't know what the fuck just happened. Uh, I just got this crazy sound on my, um, on my, uh, thing here. And I don't know if that means it's going to cut me off at a fucking podcast part. So um, this might be Facebook live exclusive. Uh, I think, I think it's good. Maybe not. Who fucking knows? Uh, so, anyway. Um, yeah, so Reuben Foster's fucked. That doesn't make any goddamn sense to do that with your career. Um, what can I tell you? Um, Hall of Fame. I, I guess let's go into that. CZW Hall of Fame. All right. Um, it's been some bullshit for a while. Um this year's um, inductee was Larry Legend. Now, um, y'all you know, respect due to Larry Legend. Um, you know, he's always been a great dude to me. Um, I have nothing against Larry Legend. Um, I the thing is, is what CCW keeps doing is they keep forcing me to shit on people that I I would previously have not shit on. Um, for instance, Larry Legend doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame. Not when Trent Acid's not in the Hall of Fame. Not when John Zandig is not in the fucking Hall of Fame. Not when um Justice Payne's not in the Hall of Fame. Like him or not, the dude held the fucking title for a long time. He was like the main eventer for a long time in CZW. There's not a reason in the world why um you know, Justice Payne shouldn't just be in the Hall of Fame. Um again, like him or not, I mean he was he was the flagship guy for a while. Um and, I mean, you can go down the line of a lot of things, like even um, Masada. I mean, Masada won several tournament deaths. He held the title forever. You know, he, he really legitimately represented CZW overseas. Um, you yeah, know, won the shit over there. Um, you know, if you're going to put a guy like Larry Legend in, you're going to put a guy like Robbie Marino in, because I'll tell you another thing. Robbie Marino's like another guy who I like personally. doesn't belong in the fucking Hall of Fame. Not, not by any stretch of the imagination. You put the Messiah in. You put again. John fucking Zandig is not in the Hall of Fame. Come on. Here's the people who are actually in the CCW Hall of Fame. Um, Sick Nick Mondo. Lobo. John Dahmer. Nick fucking Gage, the Wife Beater. Now here's where we're going to stop and talk a little bit. DJ Hyde. Now, DJ Hyde put himself in... See, this is the way DJ works things. He put himself in as, like, a heel gimmick. You know what I mean? Like, all right, well, as a heel, you know, when he everybody thought he was going to put somebody else in and this and that, as a heel, he put himself in because he knew no one would like it. But in retrospect, no one remembers that angle. That angle will never be remembered in the history of CZW. And at the end of the day... DJ Hyde's just in the Hall of Fame. And the only fucking thing he ever did was buy CCW. But, I mean, for the guy who built it from the fucking ground up, John fucking Zandig is still not in the fucking Hall of Fame. You had him stop by, the least you could have did is fucking gave him the Hall of Fame while he was there. Um, You know, um, they've given, like, special thanks. That's the thing, too, because I know at some point or another... I want to say it was a Hall of Fame deal, but it might not have been. But Scrawny Shawnee got like a a plaque. And I don't know if it was just like a thank you for your service plaque or whatever. But I thought it was within the same speech and the same spiel as the Hall of Fame thing. So I was thinking Scrawny Shawnee got it. I thought Lyle got it. You know what I mean? So I was thinking those guys might be in the Hall of Fame, but they're not listed as Hall of Fame. So it might have been just like a thank you plaque. If we're going off of just thank you plaques, then that's exactly what Whack Packer Hogan should have. Larry Legend should have and um and and maybe Robbie Marino. Because um and 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 that's the other thing about Hogan. Hogan if any fan should be in the, in the CCW Hall of Fame, it should be Whack Packer Hogan. But again, when you when you pass over Jerry Rice like Trent Acid, you can't start putting Tory Smith in the Hall of Fame. You can't. I mean, it's just the Hall of Fame carries no credibility without Trent Acid. It just doesn't. And honestly, you know, not to be a dickhead, but like <laughs> that's weird for me to say because most people, that's how they view me anyway. So fuck it. But um, Ruckus, Robbie Marino, those are close friends of Trent Acid. I wouldn't have accepted the the Hall of Fame induction unless he was in first. Personally, you know, Robbie posts shit three, four times a year about how bad he misses Trent, how bad he misses Trent. He could have easily said, look, not until my dude is in. And they put the pressure on it and said, look, I know you want to do this this year. you are going to have to do something a little different first. You know what I mean? How about you hand us the fucking plaque for our boy and then we'll talk about putting us in the fucking Hall of Fame. That's to me, that's respect. But if you guys as friends of Trent Acid allow that shit to fly and allow that shit to just get passed by and push to the back burner, then he's never getting in. Because if motherfuckers who actually knew him don't stick up, don't stick up for him, I don't I mean, I can't do a fucking thing as a fan, you know? But the people who DJ is talking to and, and allows that shit to fly, you know, as far as his his co-workers, his friends, the people who worked around him for years. Trent Acid is not in the CCW Hall of Fame. There is no CCW Hall of Fame. You could keep putting random motherfuckers in there that you liked over the years. DJ wants to, you know, pat this dude on the back, pat dude on the back, wants to look like a hero and put a fan in, do all of this shit. But Trent Acid put the wrestling side of CCW on his fucking back. When people were shitting on CCW for all they are is blood, all they are is guts, the fucking guy was Trent fucking Acid who held the fucking held it down held it down for shit and there was other guys that came in that did you know wrestling i mean the briscoes the sat the i uh, see uh divine storm um motherfuckers were holding it down in czw but trent acid was the guy to fucking bring attention to look look what we do best of the best was built around trent acid you know what i mean so to years later try to Reinvent the wheel and have people say, Oh, DJ High brought a lot more wrestling to CZW. It used to be all about violence. It used to be all about light tubes. It, that's a bunch of bullshit. And then, especially if you start ignoring the people who were about that shit back then and, and then just putting in like ring announcers and shit like that. Again, no disrespect to Larry because if you put all these other people who belong in there, Trent Acid, John Zandig, um, again, I mean, Masada belongs in there, you know, just, just off of what he did. Messiah belongs in there off of what he did. There's a lot of guys who belong in there. But when we're talking about, um, you know, I mean, even, you know, like a Danny Havoc, Danny Havoc held the fucking ultra violent crown for a long time. When a lot of people disappeared, Danny Havoc was the guy who was putting in that fucking work and he was so exclusive to CZW for so many years. Danny Havoc's a guy who they'll put in. So I'm not worried about Danny because I know that'll probably be next year's induction or the year after's induction while they continue again to pass by Trent. That is bullshit. It's complete bullshit. And the fact that DJ Hyde's face faces on this little Hall of Fame thing here is garbage. It's absolute garbage. Uh, you know, a heel, a heel angle or whatever that no one ever is going to fucking remember. It's bullshit. So, you know, they... They brought back Robbie, they brought back Ruckus so they can induct Larry Legend. And like I said, all respect to him as a ring announcer, but Trent Acid's not in. John Zandig's not in. The fuck out of here with this bullshit. Stop with it. I mean, you're just kissing people's ass and, and making a handful of people happy, but in the meantime, the legitimacy of your Hall of Fame isn't there. It doesn't exist. So that's uh that's that. Um there was a meme that um went up. And I shared it because, you know, I, I do feel this way about wrestling and um the way things have, have turned. Um it, it said something along the lines of uh, you know, where did you know what happened to wrestling or something like that. And there's a picture of um Terry Gordy and Dr. Death Steve Williams celebrating in Japan with the fucking trophies and the belts and champagne, beer, whatever the fuck. Um and then there's a picture of Dalton Castle with his, you know, with his uh squad, I don't I don't know what the fuck you want me to call them, um you know, and they're all feathered out and shit like this. So I posted that shit and um, look like the meme is what it is. I mean, you had motherfuckers like Homicide and and people like that liking the meme and sharing the meme and all of this shit. So you can get mad at me and shit and call me you know ignorant or whatever the fucking case might be, but. I'm not the only one that feels that way. There was several other wrestlers sharing the same shit that I was sharing because they felt the same fucking way. Um. So the thing is, is um, I don't like the way wrestling is turned overall. As far as being um, just just the big fight feel is gone. And the thing, I don't care what the gimmick is. I don't care, you know, if, if you have like the over the top gay flamboyant gimmick whatever fine but when it's so widespread that whether the guy has a gay gimmick or not they're kissing in the ring they're fucking hugging they're acting like boyfriends online and shit and the funny thing is is you know one of the dudes um joey i'm not gonna really talk too too much uh you can listen to the hot tag podcast on the silly little promo he threw up there and it is what it is man like he, he wants to hold on to something he's he's offended by, so he wants to be funny. But it is what it is. Um, definitely not going to be a big topic here tonight. Um, but he's he's one of those dudes that defends that type of shit. But the thing is, is you know when you guys portray this this character online and, and you go out of your way to like whether Joey likes to do it to troll fans, you know, and he thinks that's funny to like here you guys don't like this, so I'm going to do this. Well, I mean. What it comes down to is I want to see a fight. When it comes down to wrestling, I want to see a big fight. You know, when if you could, now I said this before, um, when you used to go to a show and you'd hear from somebody who maybe knew something, you know, these guys really don't like each other. You were more excited for that fucking match than ever, anything else. You know, if you thought, hey, man, that, that dude actually caught that fucking dude flush just now. I don't think he liked that shit you go like oh shit like now it's on you know you get that feel like oh okay like this shit might get serious Eddie Kingston and Chris Hero hated each other they beat the shit out of each other and you knew going in this is going to be some dope shit um so that was the type of shit that i always respected i always liked a lot and it went a long way for me because again is that fight feel the, the gimmick of wrestling, I think the idea of wrestling is supposed to be, you know, um, portraying a fight, portraying two guys that don't like each other. We've spun things in such a strange direction, even as far as like the death matches go, where they go violence for the sake of violence. Well, that used to be a bad thing. They used to be a bad thing to say that because you had no rhyme or reason behind it. There was no build to it. It wasn't a kickoff to a feud. It wasn't, it wasn't the... Um, you know, the finale was the craziest match. It wasn't like, yo, this this led to that, and now look how crazy we got. This is just like, we're just doing it because, like, well, we, we didn't think of nothing. We're just going to do the craziest shit you've ever seen for no fucking reason. And, again, the violence is what it is. Can't take anything away from it, but you lost a little bit of that aura because, you know, what you what you just took away from it. You just decided the part doesn't matter where you need to make it make sense. And you could easily make it make sense. You know what I mean? You just got to tie together whatever you created. I'm not saying, hey, book this guy or I'm not interested. I'm just saying, uh, Yo, what's up, Pierre? Uh, I- I'm not saying, uh, you know, book this guy or your show sucks. I'm saying, you know, make whatever you book make sense by some stretch of the imagination. So, again, you got some fucking ultra-violent shit going on. Make these guys fucking hate each other. Make anything up that makes me believe that these guys want to do that shit. Instead, these guys are hugging and kissing. Um, these guys have fucking all-out wars in the, in the ring. And then the fucking, after the match, they're doing fucking uh, marriage vows. They're doing their fucking marriage vows in the ring to each other. What the fuck is that? Yeah, I mean, tell me not five years later in a fucking shoot promo, in a shoot interview. Don't tell me that shit immediately after the fucking violence in the ring. That shit doesn't make any fucking sense. So so that's that's a good a, amount of what I have a problem with. It's not just like Dalton Castle's gimmick or whatever, but that's so much of what fucking wrestling has turned into. You know, eight people lined up grabbing Joey Ryan's dick. And hey man, if it gets over with fans, it gets over with fans. There's no um <laughs> human tornado for TOD saying. There's no um I I have no problem with Other people liking some shit that I don't like. It is what it is. But if I don't like it and I explain to you this is why I don't like it, then fuck it, man. There's no reason to be upset about that. So, you know, I had posted the the meme that other people made. And, uh, you know, uh, Dr. Death Steve Williams and uh, Terry Gordy versus, uh, you know, the Dalton Castle meme, you know. And, uh, you know, Alex who makes the um, the different drawings and stuff, make shirts for Joey and everything else. Um, a bunch of people she's made shirts for. Um, she got, like, real upset about it and said, like, oh, you know, come on with this. He's one of the best wrestlers in the world. I ain't taking nothing away from him. She's like, you know, uh, you have to understand that some people are going to find this ignorant and be hurt by it. And It's like, dude, first off, I don't give a fuck who's hurt by what. I'm almost, uh, you know, next month I'm 40 years old. If I don't like some shit and I tell you why I don't like it and that somehow hurts you, then then get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? Because if you like some shit or don't like some shit, I might agree with you or disagree with you. But it's I'm not going to be hurt by your opinion. That's crazy as fuck. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it doesn't make any sense, you know. Um, so I, I don't know. It is what it is. Um, I, I Again, I don't have any problem, you know, with, with – people having like a gay gimmick or over the top flamboyant, whatever the case is. But when it comes, you know, blanket right across the whole fucking field of wrestling, there's like five people that don't act gay on, on, on the indie scene anymore. It's crazy as shit in one way or another, you know, whether it be, like I said, the, the marriage vows after the wrestling match, um, you know, or whether it be the, um, you know, the kissing spots in every fucking match, I said nobody goes and buys the DVD cuz yo that kissing spot was dope on the third match. Yo you, you got to check out that fucking yo that dude grabbed his ass, man. You got to see that shit. Like that come on, man. Uh human tornadoes in here asking about the balls of steel gimmick. That shit is dope. That shit was funny as fuck, man. And um you know, to me that that didn't come across the same way. It, it didn't come across like yo everybody's going to grab his dick one by one and shit. It was like motherfuckers would kick you like they were trying to hurt you to begin with the gimmick was he was trying to fucking hurt you you know sold it smacked him in the fucking mouth that shit always came off cool again it looked like you're trying to hurt somebody if it's a big fight feel and everybody's trying to grab each other's balls then I I don't know about that fight man that's not the type of fights that I've ever seen before you know Uh, I mean it's just not for me and again, if everybody loves everybody grabbing balls and kissing and fucking marriage vows after the match, then I'll be the odd man out that just ain't fucking with it. It is what it is. But I'm just explaining to you why I don't fucking watch a whole shitload of wrestling anymore, because the fight feel is dead. I want to believe that the two people want to fucking hurt each other. You know, um, it's um you know, to me, half of these things look like fucking foreplay. These these wrestling matches. I mean, they're, they're coming goddamn close to fucking a dude in the ring at this point. Um, so yeah, it is what it is. Um, someone asked me, CZW is now at I think 18 years. They just had their 18 year anniversary. Um, so they asked, what um what's the chances of them making it to 20 years, and what's the chances I attend the 20 year anniversary show? Um, I'd say zero chance of me showing up at another CCW show. I, I really have no interest in it. Um, the thing is, is they'll keep going because DJ doesn't seem to know how to just shut it down. Um, I know on a, on a lot of shows he's got to be losing a ton of money. Um, what's going on, Lou? Um, he's got to be losing a ton of money because I mean you can see the crowds are hurting. Um, you know this this month he put two shows on. You know, he's got one going in, Uh, he had one in, where the fuck, uh, Voorhees at the, it's like a gym. It's like a high-class gym. And uh, he had that show last weekend. That was the anniversary show. And then uh, he's got one in Asbury Park, I think, next week. So, um, you know, they got a little bit more CZW style stuff there. I think they got um Matt Tremont versus uh, Ricky Shane Page. Ricky Shane Page defending the CZW world title. Um, but last week, you know, from just like what I read again, I don't even have the card in front of me. Actually I should, cause I have the fucking website up, but I don't, um, let me see if it comes up quick. Um, let me see. What the fuck? So, I mean, from what I could see, uh, and I, I saw some people complaining too, that's the thing, like. You guys could complain about, oh, J-Cat didn't even watch the show, and he's complaining about a show he didn't even watch. Blah, 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 blah. Look, like, I use this analogy again and again. If you watch, say, a season, say a show, a TV show had seven seasons. You watched six seasons, every fucking episode, never missed an episode. You knew all the characters. You knew the whole storyline. You knew everything that happened. You can quote lines from it. You remember every episode. You're on top of that shit. Say so you haven't seen the last season, but people start telling you the plot lines and, and and what happened to this character and what happened to that character. You could fucking you could have a discussion with them about why you think that's some bullshit what they just did with that character, or why why you're not really interested in the direction they took this shit here or that there. You know what I mean? Like I don't come on here and be like, yo, man, that body slam was bullshit. I didn't see it, but I know it's bullshit. Like that's that's never some shit that I'm saying. So people criticize, yo, he he, he's talking about shows he didn't see yet. I mean, <laughs> it's it's not quite it's not quite as clean cut as that. I mean, I I clearly know about the product because I watched it for over a decade without missing a fucking show. I, I could follow, you know. What I mean, and like for instance, um, quick results here: Brandon Kirk beat Janela. Okay, I mean, Brandon Kirk's supposed to go into best of the best, so giving him some momentum. You know, beating a, a guy like Janela makes sense. Um, It's an opener. So, um, Dan Barry beat Ace Austin, Alexander James, Johnny Silver, Tyler Murphy, Alex Reynolds to qualify for best of the best. So Dan Barry's in best of the best. Um, Mackle, Maxwell, Jacob Feinstein or Friedman or whatever the fuck beat Alex Cologne for the wide championship. Um... Uh, let me see Ace Romero beat Greg Excellent in a dog collar match they did the Larry Legend segment uh, Anthony Gangone beat Joe Gacy uh, the Feinstein kid won the 30 man Royal Rumble to earn a future CZW World Championship match but like he's got the fucking the other title too so it's like you're just smashing titles together for no reason like just for the sake of doing it. I mean, Ricky Shane Page, this is the anniversary show, and Ricky Shane Page is stuffed into your main event, which is crazy fucking main event. Um, well, I'll get to that in a second, but uh the rep beat uh local competitors. That's what it says. Motherfucker, your whole card is local competitors for the most part. Don't act like you're the WWE and you'd be like some local guys we never heard of. Asshole. All these fucking guys are driving to the show. What do you mean local competitors? What kind of shit is that? You can't list the motherfuckers you booked. Like, are they from the Dojo Wars? Tell me, Dojo Wars students at least. Local competitors, motherfucker. What the fuck are you crazy? What the fuck. I'm I'm just reading this now for the first time, so it's it's extra funny right now. Um, local competitors, you motherfucker, you. Uh, so they beat these fucking guys. Local competitors is the semi-main event. The no name dudes up against the rep. Okay, um, so the main event is Ricky Shane Page, Ray Phoenix, and uh, Pentagon versus uh, O V E, which is um, you know Sammy and Chris. Sure, the match was great, but you took your world champion and smashed him with two guys that don't work there against. You know, O-V-E, O-I-O's for killers, whatever the fuck you want to call them. Um, Ohio steals everything, whatever you want to call them. Um, Sammy Callahan barely works there. From what I hear, he's he's not the book anymore. He's not the booker anymore. Um, I think it's going back to DJ and Maven, which I honestly, I don't know if that's even a bad thing. Because Sammy didn't seem like he gave a fuck at all. The booking since he became booker, all they did was name the shows Emo Shit and Book Garbage. So, um, that's kind of is what it is. Um, DJ can't book, Sammy can't book. It doesn't make any fucking difference. I don't think anyone should overreact and say, Oh my God, DJ is booking again. And again, this is just what I heard. I don't know shit as far as the, you know, the inner workings of CZW, but, um, that, that's what I heard. Uh, so Ricky Shane page and two guys that don't work there beat OVE. So that's that. Um, yeah, I mean, no death matches on a, on an anniversary show. Which, look, they walked into a new building. It's not a great idea to start doing wild shit right off the bat. So I understand that, but in the same token, it is the anniversary show. Um, motherfuckers are going crazy for GCW and the shit that they're doing over there, and um, CCW just no sells it and acts like, ah, not doesn't matter. We're just gonna do what we want. We're gonna pretend to be WWE. I've seen people, you know, type in this shit about, oh, they're trying to get a TV deal. CZW trying to get a TV deal while trying not to be what CZW's identity is. If we're talking about a 20-year anniversary around the corner, if we're talking about that type of thing, you're going to go 20 fucking years. You're going to have... You're going to have... A, um probably a location there. Hey, they didn't do death matches in Allentown either. Well that's uh that's GCW that's uh doing the Allentown shows. But um the thing is, is uh you know they're doing if you have a 20-year anniversary coming up, right? Clearly you have an identity at that point. You're not trying to find a way, you're not trying to find an avenue or or an identity to pitch to a television company. CCW has an identity. To try to recreate that identity in order to get on TV, it's it's fucking stupid. Um, it, it doesn't make any sense to create a whole new identity for something that has an identity. The same thing goes with Jersey All-Pro. Now, I can get into that after this. But um, CCW is just coasting. You know they're, they're doing what they can. DJ wants to be a TV product. He's not a TV product. Fucking guy had iPay-per-view for almost a decade something something in the realm of that and has nothing has absolutely nothing now like uh, now he's got a streaming site he's got a you know like a paid uh, network type of deal right it's also on Powerbomb TV and it's also on high spots why the fuck would they sign up for CZW studios you're giving <laughs> you're allowing other companies to also carry the shit that you're trying to sell to people for fucking ten dollars a month and high spots has more shit than you. Fucking power bombs got more shit than you and you are just allowing them to carry the shit. It doesn't it doesn't make any fucking sense at all. There's no business sense behind this company and he just keeps telling himself, like, yeah, I'm I'm the next WWE. Like you and you and everybody else. So you have a better shot at being the next big company. Not not um evolve or fucking PWG or, or Beyond or you know, any of these other companies they're doing big fucking shit and, and booking super cards. You're gonna take a company that had an identity, try to recreate it, bastardize your fans, tell them like, Yeah, fuck it, yeah, we don't we are not really about that deathmatch stuff. It gets a bad gets a bad image. Asshole, you bought the company. You bought you bought a company that had an image for being the fucking outlaws, and then you're like, Look, look, you know, we wanna cater to all fans. Like the fuck are you talking about you can do that but your crowds aren't showing all fans your your crowds are showing less fucking fans than they had in past years when ccw had an outlaw fucking image and they were running the arena and best of the best got like a thousand people in it cage of death got a thousand people in it and your tournament of death drew big as fuck so three times a year you put a thousand people in seats and now i mean you're not coming close to that maybe tournament of death but that's it because tournament of death is um you know, it's like an experience. It's an escape. It's it's the big fucking show. Um, but again, I mean, if that's if that's the one show you draw the biggest, why is that also the one thing you're trying to space yourself as far as you can from? It doesn't make any fucking sense. And, and you could try to, you know, talk yourself into no, no. Uh, once we get the momentum going and this and that. And, you know, the fucking Deathmatch fans are already soured off of what you did last year with um, Jimmy Havoc. No one gave a fuck about the dude. Nobody. You brought him back in for fucking cage of death. Still nobody gave a fuck about him. Nobody. You flew this guy in with nobody giving a fuck. So now, what does that get you? That gets you Will Ospreay, who's already in fucking town for WrestleMania weekend. So you've you've gained a guy who you probably could have booked anyway because he's in fucking town. So like, you had to kiss ass. Put a guy over in TOD that the entire fucking crowd hated for the sake of booking a guy who was going to be in town anyway. It's like this. So I don't know, CZW 20 years around the corner. It's, it's still not going to resemble the CCW of old. And, you know, I'm not delusional in saying, yo, sh- they should be doing the crazy shit they were doing and. In- 2002 and 2003, I, I know times have changed, and I know they can't do, I'm not even saying doing what GCW does, because is putting on fucking Big Japan death matches in fucking indoor building in Jersey. That's just not going to last either. They're out of that building now. I don't know that they can actually do what they did in the fucking training facility right next door to CZW. It's like a warehouse building. Like, I probably can't pull off you know big japan fucking five death matches, pigeon spikes and razor boards and shit. So, I mean, good on them if they got away for, you know, with it for that long and the fans were fucking going bananas, but really like three of those matches would have been way more than enough and they were doing like five to six per show. So, that's fine. I'm not I'm not delusional to say that like CZW should be doing that or go fuck themselves. Like that's 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 not even realistic. But to just take the edge off of CZW as a whole, it's uh, it's dumb. It's it's really not smart. You know, to call a guy like Schlack Green, come on, DJ, DJ's the greenest motherfucker I have ever seen. He still works awkward as shit in the ring. Nothing he does looks fluid. Nothing he does looks fucking good in the ring. He looks awkward. He can't even cut a promo without his eyes like darting off into the ceiling while he's fucking talking. Like the dude is still the most awkward motherfucker in the ring I've ever seen. And he has the nerve to call a guy like Schlack who's massively over. He's cutting like fucking crazy, you know, WWF fucking 80s promos. He's out there cutting those next level fucking crazy promos. That draws people's attention, and wrestlers are marking the fuck out for the shit he's doing on fucking promos. And DJ's like, "Yeah, he's not ready yet," but other motherfuckers are running with the ball. You know, uh, GCW's putting him in in matches, and the fucking crowd's going bananas for it. Does does not make any sense. It doesn't make any sense, and you could say, "Hey, you know, well, well, I don't think he's ready." I mean, Matt Tremont had a feud with DJ Hyde, and fucking he could say what he wants Matt carried that fucking feud he carried that feud by taking the biggest bumps throughout the entire fucking feud off the cage off the tangle web off this off that through this through that and afterwards when he was the biggest face in the company DJ Hyde went on an interview and said Matt screen and fucking demoted him And, and later still reflected and said oh I carried him through that that's some bullshit because you're talking about again Probably the most popular deathmatch wrestler on the fucking Indies. Guy completely carried deathmatch wrestling on his fucking back. But the one guy who was sleeping on him was DJ Hyde. Until everybody else picked up on how good he was, how how massive of a star he was, and then suddenly DJ Hyde was completely behind him. So you again Schlack you know, he might not be fucking Dean Malenko. He might not be, you know, uh, Rey Mysterio. But as far as a death match worker goes, I don't see where he's doing much, much crazier shit. You took fucking Alex Colon. You put him in tournament of death. The dude flipped into the fucking crowd and cut the shit out of my arm. Fucking barbed wire on his foot. Cost you fucking close to a grand, right? But Schlack's green. I mean, I don't know, man, (laughs) you got some crazy ass thoughts, but it is what it is, man. It's your company, but motherfuckers are popping for slack. Um, I'll tell you right now, I don't give a fuck about wrestling at this point. Like I'm really checked out for the most part. There is probably four, four to five guys that I would consider a draw that I would consider guys that I'm interested when I hear their name on a card. Um, I want to see, yo, what did they do? What happened? One of which is Slack. Um, and his promos will put you in the fucking building. His promos alone, they'll put you in the building. Another guy reminds me of an old school CZW guy does the craziest shit out there. Completely unexpected and solid as fuck in the ring. Darby Allen. That's another fucking guy that, I mean, you're going to see the shit that he's doing and, and you, you don't know what's coming next. Fucking guys doing handcuff spots with topes to the outside, like fucking moonsaults, landing on his feet, handcuffed, fucking crazy dives off fucking balconies and shit. That's some of that that old school CZW, even taking to ECW, you know, dives off of fucking balconies and all of that shit. That's, that's that wild shit that, that used to draw me to a fucking building. That's the shit that used to make me go like, yo, I got to go see this shit because you don't know what he's going to do next. You know, you could have guys that that run these just standard matches and just run a month in and month out and month in and month out. And it just – it gets tired, you know. But those are the type of guys that will put asses in seats. And, um, you know, uh, you can call them green. You can call them not ready and you could pacify. But other people are going to cash those checks whether you fucking like it or not. Um, I don't know how many times DJ has passed on shit that was right in front of him and other people made the money that he could have made. So, um you know, it is what it is. Uh, CZW, 20 years. Yeah, I mean, again, you can get to it. I mean, you can keep coasting by and doing this, but, you know, they supposedly don't have Sammy and them booking anymore. Again, it's it's no big deal. It's the same old shit month in and month out. Um, I don't know what their home base is going to be. If their home base is going to be this nice gym setup and they're going to be scared to do hardcore shit. I mean, you could... Never mind what I say, man. Um, you know, Michael Ledecio, um Mike Althouse, um, the Cookie Dude, Steve. You know, fuck with those guys. Talk to those guys who never missed the show, even when the shit was garbage. And and they would go like, yeah, I'm still going. I'm still going, you know, just to hang out with my friends. You know, there's a couple good things here and there. And they would have positive shit to say, um, no matter what. You know, you, you could shit on the show, and they'd say, yeah, I didn't like that, but this was good. Now, and, and at this point, they're just going, yeah, it's garbage. It's trash. Fucking absolutely horrible. GCW's where it's at. Like, you have allowed your fan base to completely shift and just said, well, fuck them. They don't like what I'm doing, then then that's fine. That that's that shouldn't be fine to you. That really, really shouldn't be fine to you. It's That's crazy as fuck. So, you know, I, I don't know what to tell you. Um, Jersey All-Pro. I uh, definitely wanted to touch on that, too. Um, they got a show upcoming. Jersey All-Pro, as far as I'm concerned, and, you know, rest in peace to Fat Frank. Big shout out to Pierre. Um, love them dudes. But as far as I'm concerned, Jersey all is dead. Um, they're not what they were. You got Steve Mack running these fucking student shows and calling them Jersey All-Pro shows. If they're going to run three, four shows a year tops, and, and one of them's a student show, and it's not even a student show because these guys are you know completely trained, but it's a B show. It looks like a shindy from top to bottom, and he's telling people on their interviews he's trying to build the future, the fuck out of here, you know. And, and then it, you know he, he tells people on interviews again, we're moving on from from the homicides, the low keys, the hit squads. We're trying to build the future. We're bringing in a new wave. We're trying to you know we're trying to build the the motherfuckers who made Jersey All Pro it is is those guys. Low-key was the number one and is still the number one draw for Jersey All-Pro. Those motherfuckers, they put in works Matt Riddle versus Low-key. They cut the promos for it and fucking everything and still dropped the fucking ball and Joey Janela's fucking spring break or Matt Riddle's fucking uh, shenanigans or whatever the fuck they're doing down in New Orleans is doing Low-key fucking Matt Riddle. Because Jersey All Pro is just—they're not firing on all cylinders. They don't have their ducks in order, and they're not—they're not getting that shit together. It's just—you know—Fat Frank was the burning fucking passion behind that shit, and he didn't need anyone to tell him, you know, this is this and this is the future, and let's move on from everything that worked for all this time. It's some bullshit. It's complete bullshit. Steve Mack could try to build another fucking company, but it's. You know, and, and again, maybe some good shit will be booked. You know, Jesus is a great worker, you know, and he's the world champion. That's not a bad thing. It's not that the talent isn't there, but the direction is not at all. Um, Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's a lot of these companies are just people doing people favors and this friend booking that friend. And, and what, what do the fans get? They're not friends with you <laughs> motherfuckers, you know? I mean, you guys could all get together at the bar afterwards. You don't have to make it a fucking hangout at the show in order for you guys to be friends. I mean, it is what it is. But, um, yeah, it's just so I mean, there's a lot of misdirection in, in companies like CZW and now, you know, Jersey All Pro. And the the problem, the bigger problem with Jersey All Pro, too, is like you're trying to build something new. But if you run three shows a year, no one remembers from one show to the next what the fuck you were even trying to do. You either have to run fucking super shows every time you show up and keep your name fresh in their fucking mouth or just fucking that's it. I mean, you either have to run constantly and then build your fucking company up. And and I know I'm speaking from absolute zero experience and only a fan, but I'll tell you what, you know, what I've seen and what I liked. And, you know, if you show up at a Jersey Pro show and every single time they blow the fucking roof off, you're like shit. I don't care. As soon as I hear Jersey All Pro showing up, you gotta, you gotta get tickets, yo. Every time they kill it. But now you're, you're going like, eh, Every three months they show up and and they run like a B show. They run a Shindy, you know. They got a, you know, this one and that one, and eh, I don't really know who the fuck that is. And oh, oh, they're the next up and comer. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll make sure I get there. Like, you, you can't, <laughs> you can't have off shows if you're running four a year. And I don't even think there was four last year. So, um, yeah, I, um, I don't know. It, it, it's just crazy shit. And, um, I'm trying to think of what else I could talk about. Um, covered the hall of fame, covered the Dalton castle thing, CZW. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think I got too, too much. Um, I know that I thought there was something else, but I'm not really But yeah, check out the Hot Tag podcast. They're over there doing their 200th episode. Uh, Shaheen is fucking putting all sorts of shit together. Uh, He put in, I don't know, fucking 20 hours of editing and all sorts of crazy shit. And, uh, you know, good for him doing his fucking thing over there. Uh, Those are good dudes. And, you know, I like doing the show with Shaheen. We'll continue to do that on uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, you know, a day here and there. We'll, We'll... Fucking get it together. Um, We'll definitely be talking a little bit more about the uh, CCW cards and stuff because you know get his opinion on the same shit I'm looking at here. But um, another thing, uh, IWA going to be going out to the King of the Death Match. I had mentioned um, you know it's it's one of the few things I wanted to do again. You know it's it's not going to be something I do another three times. This probably will be my my last trip out there because it's a grueling fucking trip, man. I'm not I don't like. I'm not attending shows in Jersey, so when it comes to like me sitting in a fucking car for 14 hours or 13 hours, that's not some shit I'm looking forward to. But it was a lot of fun last time. It's not going to be um, anything like um, the last trip because you know, last trip we had Whackpacker Hogan, and that fucking dude, he was the life of the party. So even when you know you were eight hours into a trip with fucking eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13 like I mean, we, I think it was like a Fourteen-hour trip there because we caught traffic and shit too. So when you had six hours left and you were eight hours in, and you just wanted to like leap out of the fucking moving car because you're just like yo fuck this, you're looking whack. Packer Hogan would just be like the fucking, you know, he'd he'd bring the smile back to your face despite the fact that you were done with this fucking car ride and still had a shitload left. So it's definitely not going to be the same. You know, hopefully going to have Shaheen on board, um, you know, Jeremy driving. Uh, Shaheen to be on board. I'm not really sure who else would be going. Um, but, yeah, we'll do some fucking moving podcasts and shit, you know, a um, lot of fucking footage. Um, and That's in May. But I'm going to be getting my tickets coming up. Um, they announced Schlack, Marcus Crane, Gage, Eric Ryan, Masada. I mean, right there alone, you know, the fucking tournament's going to be crazy. Um, King of the Death Match being two days is a huge draw to me because that's part of what made King of the Death Match King of the Death Match. I don't think you could just do one day and expect people to want to drive twelve hours. Those motherfuckers did it for the Guardians of Hardcore and shit, but you know that's the thing. People like to criticize uh, Ian and and say, oh, you know, look, he he got six hundred or whatever the fuck he got. If I'm off on the numbers, I'm sure I have no idea what the fucking numbers were. So Ian got this amount of people or that amount of people. He should just run deathmatch shows because that's what draws. Yeah, but you gotta understand, like if someone drives across the country to go to your deathmatch show, they can't do that next month. They can't do that next week. Ian's running weekly shows. Do you think it'd be running weekly deathmatch shows? Motherfuckers who drive 12 hours every week. Be realistic. That's that's not that's not some shit that's gonna happen. You know. So he's got to do what he's got to do. You know, to get fans there on a regular basis, whether it be 50 fans or what, whatever pays the bills, keeps the lights on, you know, when he's renting it for a month, he's got a month to run as many shows, to do as much as he can to pay for for that overhead. So it makes sense that he he does whatever he's got to do. Like I said, the deathmatch shows, the shit burns out. And that was what GCW fucked up too, because they ran um, tournament of survival, well, They ran the uh, Nick Age Invitational, the first one. Big fucking house. They got all fucking amped up. Oh, shit. Um, They, um, I'm trying to think of the progression of things. I don't remember if they started doing, like, full-on deathmatch shows after that. Or, um... Might have been. But if not, after Tournament Survival, the first one, they definitely were all in on deathmatch shows. Because they're like, holy shit, we drew a giant fucking house. Well, the next month they came in with fucking five death matches and drew like maybe 80 people tops. And you could hear fucking Danny and fucking Ricky O like shaking their heads and like, fuck, man, what do we, you know, this is not what we expected. What the fuck? It's not. That's, that's what I mean. Like when you see, if you go out into the parking lot and you'd be like, oh, this fucking guy, Jeffrey Skeleton flew in. He's a pilot flew in from fucking Canada or whatever, uh, you know fucking um, Anthony Massow drove in from fucking Syracuse Uh, this guy drove from fucking Indiana that guy drove from Ohio that guy drove from here that guy drove from there please fucking be realistic with yourself and ask you if you think they're doing that again next month come on you're not going to get people driving 12 hours flying and all that other shit on a monthly basis you got to build your fucking home base and figure out what you can draw within arm's reach and just fucking just go at it you know and it doesn't necessarily mean six death matches it doesn't necessarily mean no death matches but you figure out what the fuck works for your crowd and what's cost effective because you can't fly people in from all over the world for a show that's going to draw 80 people I and mean, again i haven't booked shit i never invested a dollar as far as a uh, you know booking a show or any kind of shit like that but i can just tell you from a fan's perspective you know, when, when I'm one of those fucking, when I was one of those 70 people in the crowd and you look over at the promoter, like staring at the ceiling, like what the fuck happened? I mean, some of this shit's pretty common sense. Um, you know, there's, there was a lot of fucking failures on there and, and uh, you know, it's it's to be expected though. You can't just book things that people are going to fly for and drive for and then expect the same thing next month. You know, CZW's houses, CZW's big ass houses, when they were doing consistent, they were drawn from fucking New York, Pennsylvania, and fucking Jersey. That's it. When they were packing the fucking CZW arena, Viking Hall, New Alhambra, whatever the fuck you want to call it, they were, it was all local, all fucking local. You might've had people driving from long distances every once in a while for cage of death, best of the best, that type of thing. But for the most part, they were they they were putting 600 fans in the fucking building on a monthly basis local. So that that's what you got to figure out what to do. A lot of that market is dead. But fuck, look, House of Hardcore does it every fucking time they go into the ECW arena and just pack that motherfucker. And their tickets are crazy price, crazy price. So there's that that Fed and. Connecticut I forget what the fuck they're called and they, they're putting a thousand fucking fans in the building the one that had Cody Rhodes doing the fucking moonsault off the cage against uh Kurt Angle like right after he got out of the WWE he was over there Cody Rhodes did the fucking moonsault off the cage I'm like what the fuck Fed is this that he's moonsaulting off of cages and shit and then you look at the crowd and you're like there's a fucking thousand people there now I get it like that's fuck what Fed they are clearly a thousand people know what Fed that is you know what I mean and that's they found the formula, and I didn't I don't think people are driving from fucking Midwest to go to Connecticut because I'm in Jersey and don't know what the fuck it is. They're drawn from a local enough crowd that they're putting that fucking house in. so um I don't know um i don't I don't know exactly what the fucking formula CCW needs to do, but I think it has a little bit to do with you know that outlaw that outlaw shit is selling for GCw that that was CCW's fucking formula that they just abandoned and said, look You know, we we like to cater to all fans and this and this. Look, you you lose the first group of fans, you better have more of the other group of fans to come in and show up. And so far, you don't. So you figure out if that shit is worth it. Um, I guess they were lining up some kind of TV deal in China or some shit. Again, you motherfuckers don't have iPay-Per-View in Jersey where you run the fucking shows. And I know on one hand, it's like, all right, it's better to have distribution Places where you can't attend. But come on. I mean, it, you know, that option of like, hey, let me fucking watch CZW on Saturday because it's on. I might do it. I might not have tuned out at CZW, but you lost it because I have no intention on atten- attending anymore. And I can't even get it live. And once it's it's not live anymore, you lose a lot of interest, a lot of fucking interest. And then again, you're, you're giving your shit to Powerbomb TV you get them to high spots, and then you got your network. You know, it's you're you're burning yourself on your own fucking distribution. So, it is what it is. Um. So yeah, um, I, I don't know what else to say. I think I covered everything. I'm gonna cover. I still don't know if this shit even uh is recording through um Blog Talk because it, it gave me some old bullshit, um. And uh, I'm not really sure. I mean I'll, I'll find out. <laughs> I'll definitely find out soon enough, but at the very least the podcast is right here on fucking Facebook live. Um I go back on um Tuesday to get more gremlins done on my arm. Um I got, you know, my my Mogwai here, I got Giz, I got Daffy. I'm getting George, Lenny and Mohawk in this spot here. So I'm pretty excited about that. Kelvin's been absolutely killing it. I want to have all my shit done by race season. So this arm will be fully, fully sleeved, no open spaces, you know, um, by the time race season shows up. Uh, my first race is April 20th. Um, speaking of, you know, races, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about um, my races right after I, I address this type of shit. Because, you know, it's funny. Um, Hamhead had chimed in when the whole shit went down with uh, this MDK kid, uh, Michael Thick. In case anyone forgets what that dude's name is He's got a bunch of theft charges But he'll tell you he's, he's been in prison And he's really tough It's, it's fraudulent um, Again, he's supposed to be a king of the death they will see you there um, And uh, Hamhead chimed in again He's like, yeah, all he does is put himself over on his podcast Well, let me explain something to you um, And not, I'm not explaining myself to Hamhead I'm explaining myself to anyone Who has a um, misconception or, or, or lack of understanding of Why I would even put myself over, quote unquote, put myself over. If you're not confident about what the fuck you're doing in life, if you can't look at yourself in a high regard, then you got a fucking problem. Um, You know, I'm going to be 40 next month and this year will be five years fucking sober. And if I can't talk about myself in a high regard that way, if I can't say, hey, I'm training my fucking ass off. I did this. I did that. I accomplished this. I'm really happy about this. If that's somehow a negative thing to somebody and then they turn around and call me a miserable person, I think you got your game fucked up personally. Um, I've learned in life that confidence will bring you one of two things. Um, People can be extremely attracted to confidence. Confidence is very attractive to a lot of people. But confidence also breeds fucking hate because the motherfuckers that don't have their own confidence and people that don't want to see you fucking succeed. Are just gonna hate every fucking smile that's ever passed across your face, but that's that's more reason to fucking smile at these motherfuckers. So, um, anyway, my races come up in April. April twentieth and twenty seventh are my first two races. April twentieth in City Field, you got the sprint, and then fucking in Vernon, New Jersey, one week later, I got the fucking fourteen mile Spartan beast. Shit took me seven hours last year and the year before. That's a motherfucker right there. Um, I'm about to go fucking crazy. Yeah, you know I mean, training wise, um, I've been kind of held back a little bit. I had um, torqued my fucking back with this blizzard and the fucking shoveling the snow, and I had, um, I had, uh, I guess they they x-rayed it and I had nothing broken, nothing, um, well, they uh, ruptured or anything like that, but I had like two compressed discs. So like my spine was just kind of like this and it was pinching the fucking discs in there. So the shit was, uh, had me feeling like Mike Tyson. I was like, you know, this spinal broke my, my back is broken. Um, that's how I was feeling. Um, but I'm, I'm getting better. I had a second chiropractic adjustment today. So I'm just about ready to just go fucking a hundred miles an hour. Cause I'm going fucking bananas being like, you know, not uh non-athletic, uh, inactive. That was the word I was looking for. So I'm I'm about to go fucking crazy because um, you know the, these fucking races coming up and being forty alone like that shit coming up. Some motherfuckers older than me, like forty. I wish I could be forty again, but yeah, when you're thirty nine, forty ain't young. You know, w- when you're forty five, forty's young, but when thirty nine, that shit is, mm, you know, <laughs> so. I'm really looking to train my ass off and bring myself to fucking a new level and, and let motherfuckers hate on my smile. I don't give a fuck. Um, you know, I've been way worse places in fucking life. And um, I've looked down on my own fucking um, behavior, you know, in the past. So after this, you know, coming up on five years sober and really pushing myself, I don't give a fuck what people think about me. And if you don't like my opinion, you know, like this the weirdest thing you could do is listen to me doing a podcast if you don't like what the fuck I'm about. <laughs> that's that's the strangest thing you could do because there's so many other things you could do with your life than listen to a motherfucker you can't stand. So, um, Shout out to these motherfuckers that are still listening. Um, I'll catch you on motherfuckers later. Um, I think that's about all I got. I'm going to hit the end on this fucking uh, podcast thing over here. Shut off my Facebook live and yeah. Um, Hopefully it recorded over there. Otherwise, it's exclusive right here. I don't know. I want to do more of this Facebook Live shit for sure. Um, Maybe some little ones in between and shit doing the the podcast thing. Especially if this motherfucker over here didn't record because it's going to defeat my fucking purpose. So um, thanks for tuning in. Talk to you motherfuckers later. Peace.